Welcome back to the Trav and Brittany show. What's up, man? Hey, buddy. Are you doing okay? I'm fine. Why do you ask? Well, because when I walked in here today, it was all dark <laughs> and the only light was from your phone and you were just sitting at the table. I told you that when I was sitting at the table, it was still light outside and I, my eyes sort of transitioned with the darkness. Wasn't a good look. That was a really good excuse, actually. <laughs> now, like I thought of that just now. Well, it wasn't a good look. Okay, one for first thing. That's actually what happened. I was sitting here while it was still light outside, and you walked in as it's getting dark. But yeah, I agree. Probably not. It's probably not a good look based off the whomping the Eagles took last night. Um, we'll what talk a fun about game. It. No. Okay. <laughs> We'll talk about it, and we're going to move on from it, right? Like Jalen Hurts said, you don't, you take a deuce and you don't look at it, you just watch it and move on. That I'm is glad you act. brought that up, because I was going to bring that up after our recap of it, and I loved that analogy. It's perfect. Yeah. I when guess. I was a little kid, I used to wave I used to wave and say, bye-bye, poopy, good luck. That's, all right, that's weird. Anybody else? No. No. <laughs> just me? Okay. No, I had no relationship with, with my poops. None at all. I still don't. I was a very sentimental child. Oh. Eh, that okay. thing was a part of me. It was for, a part. for how long? Who knows? Yeah, probably not that long. A couple of hours, maybe. You think? Does it go that quick? Yeah, I mean, you, you digest things pretty quickly. Me? All right. <laughs> so here's how here's how this game went. Here's the I'm going to give you this just the Eagles end. Mm-hmm. Right. First things first. The outcome of this game is not what is surprising to me. That's not even the part that's disappointing to me. I mean, it's always disappointing to lose to a division rival. But I knew that going in, that's what was going to happen. This isn't like, oh, you're being pessimistic. The, the Cowboys were the favorites. They were at home. They were Their offense was, their whole team was playing better. This was not something that I said be, just because it's the Cowboys and I hate them. We always lose to them. I say those things, but my reasoning for picking them were all logistical and they made sense. Yeah. What I'm most disappointed in is how poorly the Eagles played. The idea that our only touchdown in the first half happened because our punter pinned them and and we got a strip sack in the end zone. Those were our only points in the first half. The Cowboys at one point had more first downs than the Eagles had offensive plays ran in the first half. That's alarming. The Dallas Cowboys broke the record for most for more first downs or most first downs in one quarter in NFL history. Did they? Yep. How many? 19. That's a lot. I was going to guess 12. I think it was not actually. That's that's not true. I think it was 11 or 12 in the first quarter. They had 19 and a half. That is also a record, I believe. Oh, gotcha. Um, the, here's things I will say. The I'm forgetting his name now. The Cowboys corner from Alabama. He, oh, um, yes, him. He played really well. Uh, he, could, he could potentially be a stud. Uh, Parsons is a problem. But I, I've always liked him coming out of Penn State. I knew that's who I wanted the Eagles to get. I remember sitting at Hooters and you were like, I swear to God, if Cowboys take Parsons, I'm leaving. Yeah. You stayed, but you drank more. Yeah. Uh, well, we got, <laughs> we got Devonta Smith, so I, that's why like, it, it balanced it out. But um, the Cowboys did what you should do, right? When you, have, when you have a linebacker as good as Parsons is potentially going to be. They took him. Initially, he plays on the side, or he rushes a quarterback on the side where where Lane Johnson is. Right, mm-hmm. Lane Johnson's one of the league's best right tackles, mm-hmm. and it's not that Micah Parsons wasn't getting pressure on that side because uh, he was for the most part. But you you're getting handled by Lane Johnson, you're going to go ahead and move Parsons to the other side where Andre Dillard is, 
who lost his starting job to Mylata this year, who's hurt right now. And boy, did he dominate over there. Now, Dillard had a good showing. It's just the amount in which they moved Parsons that really threw off our offensive line. He was he was wreaking havoc the whole game. A um, couple things the Eagles did that are unacceptable. Running backs got three carries in this game. Yeah, I saw that. And I saw that um, was Miles Sanders' first carry for 24 yards. Yep. And then... Which he didn't even get until their second offensive drive. Uh, Miles Sanders Interesting. is third in the league in yards per carry on first down. Yeah, di- run with him more. You would think so. It's because Nick Sirianni got... He panicked. Once the Cowboys went up a couple of scores, he panicked and just stopped He stopped running the ball. And this isn't me rubbing it in your face, but that was early. Yeah. That was like middle of the first quarter or something like that. Well, or like the late score end wasn't, of the first quarter. The, the craziest part about this game, and I, I felt it, and then one of the Mannings said it, was the score was not so bad, but it felt bad just because of how it was happening and how, like, the Cowboys could yeah. not be stopped. They were at one point... They had six straight run plays that all went for seven or more yards in a row. It was almost like that defensive touchdown you guys got didn't even count. Yeah. Like, kind of subtract that from the scoreboard because it it almost seemed more fluky than anything else. So it just seemed like the Cowboys were up more than they were. Yeah. Uh, I've been in games like that. <laughs> so the score wasn't so bad, not then anyway, but it did feel that way. I forget which one of the Mannings said it. I think it was Peyton. Mm-hmm. But... That was true. It would, they, they were winning like 14-7, to 7, but it felt like they were winning 28-7 to 7 just because yeah. they could not. Their time of possession was like quadruple by the second quarter, which doesn't seem like a big deal, mm-hmm. but that's because the Eagles only had the ball for 45 seconds. So I didn't watch this game like on my television. We were watching American Ninja Warrior. Mm-hmm. Just don't worry. Better about. option. Yeah. Uh, but we were watching that because I knew that you were going to be fully invested in the game and you could, you know, fill in for the details of this part. Yeah. But I was watching along uh, GameCast on my phone. So, um, and I, I kept seeing because obviously I was rooting against Amari Cooper because RJ had him in our fantasy game. And uh, RJ needed 19 points or 18 and a half points or something like that from Cooper and the kicker. So I ended up winning my fantasy game, which is all that matters yeah. to me. But. Um, all that to say, that's why I was watching GameCast, is to just follow along with what Cooper was doing. And I kept seeing that, I was like, okay, nice, the, the Eagles have the ball. Nice long drive here, Eagles. And it was like three and out. And I'm like, dang it. Yeah, it was, it was painful to watch. Uh, I joked at one point, we were on Discord last night, I joked and was like, alright, I'm done watching this game. And then like... Uh, I think it was it was halftime, and I just was watching something else during halftime because I didn't want to. I was already known we were losing to the Cowboys in Dallas. Mm-hmm. I had no interest in watching their stupid halftime show where they honored Cowboys legends. I had no no intention of doing that. <laughs> so I like I started watching something else, but I obviously I turned the game back on, and the Eagles offense picked it up, but they did so at a point that it was way too late. Like yeah. even even if. It's not that the score was insurmountable. We could have totally come back. But nobody had any ambition or any realistic idea that that was going to happen. We looked we looked so bad. Jalen Hurts, he, he so wildly underthrew a receiver. In the first quarter, that's really what started it. Mm. He got picked off on our very first drive. He hit Dallas Goddard 
for like 40 yards. And then the very next play, he went deep to uh, Rager. And it got he underthrew him down the sideline towards the end zone. And it got picked off. And it just got so bad from there. It seemed like, too, the, um, the score just really started to seem like it got ramped up after that pick six. Yeah, that uh, that was that one's also on Hertz. He he looked like how I said Fields looked yesterday. He looked overwhelmed. Yeah. Even though when I say he looked overwhelmed, when you see him, he does this thing where he takes his helmet off and he leaves it right here at the top of his head like this. Yeah. When you look at his face, he's zero emotion. He looks like a robot. Yeah. However, the way his body was while he was you know Play. doing offensive things. He looked panicked. He just looked like he like didn't skittish. As soon as he got the ball, he had there was a couple times he had time and he was still like jumping in and out of the out of the pocket. And I'm like, just well, make a throw. Dude. Well, you can't you can't forget either. He's not getting the leeway that the rookies are getting because they're rookies, but he's really a rookie. So he only the, played four games. The last thing I have here is it, for my points that I'll make for the Eagles here, and then we can move on. Is that Jalen Hurts has only played in seven games. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you made the point before I could, which is, yeah. yes, the Eagles didn't look good, and I cannot excuse that. And, and the road we're going down is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to tell everybody that I was wrong about the Eagles being better than everybody thought if we continue to play this way, because we're going to be just as bad as people thought. <laughs> um, but Jalen Hurts, he took a lot of criticism, and he, he owned it himself. He owned the whole game. It was yep. on me. It's not on the defense because they were on the field the whole game. Um, but he basically he owned everything that happened, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, dude, he has a huge like this this mountain of expectations, and the guy has not even played a half season yet. Like realistically, he hasn't yeah. played half. He's been in the NFL for over a season, but he hasn't played in half in eight games yet. Yeah, I know. So it's it. I think he's getting probably some unfair criticism. He started um, seven games. That's how many games he's started. Yeah. I mean, because he played in the Saints game, yeah, right. Um, was it the Saints game? No, it was the game before the Packers game. He yeah, played, yeah, yeah, yeah. He played they took in that Wentz game. Out in the Saints third. was his first start. They took Wentz halfway out of the third quarter, halfway through the third quarter in the Packers game. Are we counting that Washington game as a start? Yeah, yeah. And he only played what half that game? Yeah, he played maybe, maybe a half. So it rounds out. It still is about seven. So what I guess what I'm saying is, yes, he has a full season under his belt, but he's he has played in. Just four more games than Trevor Lawrence has, right. so like he does deserve some credit in, in that regard. Um, his stat line, his completion percentage is not great, but as we said yesterday, former MVP like Lamar Jackson's completion percentage is never good either. Right. And Hertz plays a very similar similar style. The guy ends up with sixty yards rushing at least every game, mm-hmm. and I think right now in his right now in his in his uh, all of his NFL games. He has like sixteen hundred yards passing. I want to say it's eleven touchdowns, five interceptions, and six rushing touchdowns through yeah. seven games. It hasn't been bad. No, I mean that those interceptions are not great. That's damn near an interception per game. But uh, the off the offensive output from Jalen Hurts is there. I think he's, I expect rookies to throw about an interception yeah. per game. It's not unreasonable, no. but but there are some things that need to change. There's a lot of this. That Sirianni needs to take blame for, which he like. Jalen Hurts, with the exception of like RPOs and stuff, he doesn't control the plays that get called. And so, giving the ball to your running backs three times in four quarters is 
inexcusable. It shouldn't. I don't care how much you're losing by. You can't. Nothing can happen in the passing game if you're not running the ball. Yeah, they talked about that in the fantasy footballers, and they're like, establishing the run is a bit overrated, but making your offense one-dimensional is how you lose football games. And then another one was like, it's not even making your offense one-dimensional. It's stop doing the things that working. That's that's what's going to make you lose football games. Like yeah. the running game was obviously working against the Cowboys, and the Cowboys really haven't been able to stop the run so far this year. No, and and there's the load isn't just on Sanders, right? Because Gainwell runs the ball really well, right? So they could they could have essentially did. I'm not saying the Sanders and Gainwell is the same as Zeke and Pollard. Right. And, and Or even the same as the Cowboys' offensive line right now because the Eagles' offensive line is destroyed. But the idea that we have two running backs who, who are more than serviceable, who can get good yardage per carry, and they only got the ball three times. When I say got the ball, they only carried the ball three times. Mm-hmm. Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell had like 15 receptions between the two of them. So yeah. they touched the ball quite a bit. It's how many times they ran the ball. Jalen Hurts had eight carries, for those of you wondering, for like 62 yards. That's decent. Yep. And he had 360 yards passing, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Well, he ended up having a decent fantasy day. Yeah. For what I can't worth. About, oh, uh, on that topic, though, I had Hurts and I had... Um, the Cowboys kicker in my family's fantasy league, and I was playing my Uncle Phil. Uh, he runs the league, and he beat me 106.4 to 106.2. Solid. And Jalen Hurts, and the Eagles had the ball to end that game, and like, I was just like, he ran, and he ran the ball, right? So that's how I was going to get my points, right? Mm-hmm. Just I needed two more yards on that one last carry. I was like, oh my god, of course I lost to Phil by .2. That's uh <laughs> That was just icing on the cake, though. The Eagles had won, and I lost that game. No problem. That's fine. I'm 2-0 in that league. Not anymore. What a good day. Now I'm 2-1. There you go. 2-1 in that league. 2-1 in our league. And 0-3 in the Godzilla Media League. I'm 2-1 in Godzilla and our league. Nice. So we're doing okay. Thanks. So, moving on. We're not We're not going to watch this deuce. We're just going to flush it. <laughs> okay. Um Bye-bye, poopy. Yeah. Jaguars at Bengals to start this week four. Um, all right. So we're picking straight up winner here. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals are favorite by six and a half, or is it seven and a half? Let me check that real quick. Um, yeah, seven and a race. half. The Bengals are favorite by seven and a half at home. Um, I'm going to take the Jags to cover. I'll take the Bengals to win. Um, I am also going to take the Bengals to win, and I also took the Jaguars to cover. Same season, huh? Uh, Washington football team at the Atlanta Falcons. I think Atlanta wins this one. I also believe Atlanta wins this one. Uh, I have Atlanta to cover as one and a half point underdogs at home. Dogs. Home dogs. Home dogs. Um, they got to get one, right? Eventually. <laughs> they have to get one. Eventually. Well, I mean, they did win. They beat the Giants. Oh, yeah. That's sorry. They That's ruined right. uh, Eli Manning. Day. That's right. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. I already forgot. It happened two days ago. It was a good time. Um, Oh god, I can't believe the Giants lost to the Falcons. I mentioned that actually in my in my Jets write up. <laughs> what? That the that the uh, Falcons ruined Eli Manning day. Yeah. <laughs> because I was I was at uh one of Kay's family I think I might have said this in the last episode, I can't remember. But I was at uh Kay's family's um party and 
there's some Giants fans there, and they were asking me who I thought was going to be better this year, the Jets or the Giants, and I begrudgingly said the Jets, and now I'm changing my mind. I think the Giants are going to be better. Oh, I don't know, man. Hold strong. I think the Giants are going to be terrible, but I think the Jets are also going to be terrible. So it's a toss-up. I don't know. We the could Jets, both have top three picks this you year. You could, but the Jets have a better coach, I think. But I, I also shouldn't really put any input in this because I hate the Giants. Yeah. Uh, but I think Salah's a better coach than Judge. It's just me. We'll uh, see. The Houston Texans at the Buffalo Bills. The Houston Texans are 17-point underdogs in this game. For those of you that do survivor pools, go ahead and pick Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're... That makes it seem like it could potentially be a trap game, but it's in Buffalo. They're 17-point favorites. They're getting hot. I see no way that the Bills lose this game. However, I don't think they win it by 17 points. Yeah, it's hard not to... <laughs> it's really hard to go against 17 points. If you're getting 17 points, you almost always take those points. Yeah. Uh, I, I took the points, but the Bills are going to win. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Lions at the Bears. I think the Lions pull it off. I think the Lions are road dogs here, mm-hmm. so I think they cover and win. I'll take it. You I, as well? I think the same. Okay. Because We've been the same so far, right? Is Andy right? Dalton playing this week? Do we know that? No. Matt Nagy, he doesn't like to tell anybody anything, and right now he said that it's all three quarterbacks are on the table to, to get the start. Ah, oh, okay. So I'm still taking the Lions. <laughs> yeah. It's either Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, or Justin Fields. Well, like you said, the Lions have been in every game that they've played. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they almost just beat the Ravens. Even though I joke and said they deserve to lose for giving up a fourth and 19. You still have to be... There's some fight left, you know what I mean? Like, you fought, oh, yeah. you fought a Ravens team that just beat the Chiefs on primetime football. They're out there biting off kneecaps. Yeah, so, I mean, the, I think the Lions pull this one out. The Carolina Panthers at the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I believe the Cowboys are favored by four at home. They are. I'm taking the Panthers to win and cover. I am taking the Dallas Cowboys to win at home Okay, and cover. That's fair. Um, I think the Panthers have a real good defense. They do. And this this isn't a bias thing. I think that Dak Prescott, he looks confident. And if the Cowboys continue to do with the way that they, they moved their offense last night by very, very efficiently running the ball, not just because the Eagles' D-line was very tired, mm-hmm. but, but because they were changing up, they were, they were moving Zeke and Pollard in and out, and I think that's confusing for defenses because you never... Well, they have similar skill sets. There is a very visible burst in Pollard that isn't there with Zeke. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like he hits the hole way harder than yeah. Zeke does. So you don't quite know what they're going to do when Pollard is in. Like right. they're, They could totally run the ball, or you might just get hit with a screen for 35 yards. It's true, and, and the Panthers not having a CMC is probably going to be a decent blow. But um, I think they used, they utilized Chuba, or Chuba, sorry, um, very well once you know they kind of got going. It took about a quarter or so for that offense to kind of start, you know, working i guess yeah but i don't know i don't i'm i'm still not completely sold on the cowboys being one of like the top nfc teams yeah and it's natural for people to overreact after a primetime win over a division opponent and your team looked very good for mm-hmm. people to be like they're a, they're a real contender i don't know about if the cowboys are or not they've they 
smoked our boots. That's all I know. So their boots, and they're currently winning the division. Yeah. So they're gonna if the season ended today, which is ridiculous <laughs> statement to make in week four. <laughs> but if the division ended today, they'd be in the playoffs. So uh, I'm I'm gonna go Dallas here because they look good. All right. Um, the Indianapolis Colts at the Miami Dolphins. I am going Miami Dolphins. To cover and win? Cover and win. The Dolphins are one and a half point favorites. I am going with the Indianapolis Colts. I'm hedging my bet here. Because on our pick'em sheet, I picked the Colts. Okay. Because they're getting the point, and I don't know 100% who's going to win. So for here, I went Dolphins. There, I'm going Colts. I chose the Trav method. I'm going to be miserable regardless. Or you're going to get something out of it regardless. Mm. Yeah, true. So, good call, buddy. Thanks, man. Um, The Cleveland Browns at the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to go Vikings. I think the Vikings are going to win this game. Kirk Cousins is in the MVP race after week three. Yeah. They looked good without Dalvin Cook even. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. the Browns are very are a very good football team, I think. This is a home game for the Minnesota Vikings, coming off a win uh, where they they're feeling good. You like that? This and that. Uh, this and that. Uh, I don't know other Minnesota Vikings cliches. Uh, without Dalvin Cook, is he going to come back? Is he out for a couple of weeks, or was that just? I'm last week? unaware. Okay, well, they ran the ball pretty well with Madison anyway, so I'm going to go Minnesota here. I think I just think they out muscle. Cleveland. Here's how I think this game. The only the way that I see the Browns winning this game is they need to just con- completely control the clock. They need to own the time of possession and just run the crap out of the ball with with Chubb and Hunt. And if they continue to do that and they don't give the ball to the Vikings, then yeah, they're probably going to win this game. Mm-hmm. But if this game becomes a shootout, the Vikings are going to win. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, because. Well, yeah, for that exact reason. Because if the if you give the Browns the opportunity to run the clock out with those two running backs, it's it's over. Yeah. So really, Minnesota needs to. They really just need to focus on stopping the run, make Baker beat them, and if he can't do that, then yeah, they they're going to beat him in a shootout. Probably. You got it in the bag. The New York Giants at the New Orleans Saints. I picked the Giants to cover. Uh, the Saints are favorite by seven, seven right? and a half, seven and a half. Um, I picked the Giants to cover. I do think the Saints will win. Um, I picked the Giants to cover, and I'm also picking the Giants to win. Um, the Giants get their first one, huh? I've picked the Giants in every game so far this year, which right. has been a mistake. <laughs> um, a mistake. And I'm and I'm picking them again because I, I listen to so much sports talk podcasts and sports talk radio. That the narrative every morning after the Giants lose is the Giants are terrible. How could they do this, Eli Manning on Eli Manning Day? And I, and I just in my mind I envision a scenario where Monday when I get in the car and I hear I hear them talking about why couldn't the Giants have done that last weekend at home on Eli Manning Day? And I totally envision that right. that being a uh, scenario that happens. I feel like it makes sense, and I feel like the Jameis Winston-led Saints could definitely lose to the Giants. It just seems like a thing that would happen. Yeah, right. Um, realistically, I'm I'm a little bit 
uneasy about the Saints' passing attack. The hundred the hundred yards in three straight games is concerning to me. Yeah, I think this is going to be a very low scoring game. Yeah, whatever the Vegas number is on over under, I'm hammering the under. Yeah, I would. And by, too. and by that, I mean I'm not betting the game at yeah, all. But I, mean, I would, I would guess it's under. <laughs> I was to say you should take the under if for whatever reason you are gambling on this game. But I wouldn't. Right. Exactly. We're gonna hear. Uh, we're gonna stop real quick and hear from Goss. See what he has to say. Yes, sir. Thank you, Trav and Rigney. Appreciate you guys as always. And if you appreciate these guys as much as I do, you got to go out and support their sponsors, the people that make this podcast possible here on Godzilla Media. And we want to give love to two people in particular. First, our friends over at Mohawk Honda. Are you looking to change your vehicle? So many people wait and wait. Some of you may have waited through the spring and the summer. Now the fall is here. You want to take those road trips to the big football games, the sporting events, and more. Well, get in the right ride. There's no better time to find the vehicle that you want with inventory and more than here in upstate New York at Mohawk Honda in Glenville. Talk to our guy Greg Johnson. Walk in and say, hey, I heard Trav and Rigney and Goss talking about people named the VIP man and hot sauce. And Goss bought a pilot from Cam McKenna. Can you just help me through the process? That's what you need. And that's what you want when you're going through this process of finding a new vehicle. People that you can trust. I've been able to work with Mohawk Honda over the years. One of the first people we called to partner with Godzilla Media was Mohawk Honda. And now you listen to this podcast. You've got the soft entry, the warm lead. Walk into Mohawk Honda. Tell them Trav, Rigney, Gaz. They've been talking about it. Now you can upgrade your vehicle. Take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book offer as well, where you ask them about that. And you're going to be walking off the lot with some cash in your pocket. If you ever have problems, by the way, with your vehicle, you probably won't. My guy John and Service will take care of you as well. It's Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. And our friends over at Johnstone Supply in Troy. The fall's officially here. You felt it this weekend, didn't you? The weather's getting a little bit colder. Your home's getting a little bit colder. Well, how do you heat it up? Is your furnace up to date? Are your air filters in the right spot? Is your heating system exactly where you need it to be? Or can you find a more efficient, more flexible, and more affordable option? Well, that can happen at Johnstone Supply in Troy. Check them out on 6th Avenue. Walk into the store. Start asking questions. Say, hey, Trav and Rigney, no Tom, and Goss is talking about it. What can I do for my home? Maybe it's Kev. Maybe it's James. Maybe the boss, George, is in there. So many people want to help you to make sure your home is heated properly for this upcoming fall, and they will do that for you at Johnstone Supply in Troy. It's as simple as that. You stop in. You say hello. You find out exactly if your home's updated. Now, some of you may not want to take the drive out to Troy, and that's okay. Well, just do yourself a favor and at least give them a call to make sure it's the best benefit for your home. Write down this number, 518-272-5922. 518-272-5922. After this podcast, you'll be thinking like, hey, is my home actually heated properly? I'm not even sure. All right, one more time for you. Just call them and ask, and they'll be more than happy to help you out. Tell me, Trav and Rigney, Gosling Media, 518 518- 272-5922. Johnstone Supply in Troy. Now back to our guys, Trav and Rigney. Okay, so next up, Titans at the New York Jets. You can't make me talk about it. Okay. Um, well, last episode, Rigney said he wasn't sure what the number was going to be, but take it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's Titans minus 7.5. Oh, my God. God, it should, it. it should be more. It, it should be. It's <laughs> how is so the Bills are giving seventeen to the Texans who have looked competitive. Yeah, and the Titans are giving seven and a half to the Jets who haven't scored a touchdown since week one. 
I think it's because the Titans' passing game has looked pedestrian. Man, I mean, the Jets couldn't stop the the Broncos' running attack, so I can't imagine how many yards Derrick Henry's going to have on Sunday. And I'm facing him in fantasy, so if you guys don't hear from me... (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's a double whammy, because if he goes for like 230 yards and four touchdowns... I'm going to be very sad. (laughs) Very, very sad. Um, Yes, please... Put all your, all your money, mortgage your house, uh, put it on the Titans to cover. Oh, man. You say that, and now I'm, now I'm envisioning the Jets winning this game. Could you imagine? It's I'll bankrupt a few people for a win. Yeah? <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. I feel great about that. Yeah. Um, it's going to be rough, guys. Don't, don't do it. Well, going from one misery to another, the Kansas City Chiefs, at the Philadelphia Eagles. The one and two Chiefs. Wow. The Jets are only one game behind the Chiefs. Yeah, isn't that crazy? What a wild day. Um, this stretch for... I will say, this stretch for Philly has been tough. Because they will... They have, they beat Atlanta week one in a shellacking. Mm-hmm. And then week two, they lost to San Fran in a closer game. Mm-hmm. And then week three, got our bun smoked against the, against the Cowboys. Excuse me. So it's just like slowly declining. Well, I just mean it's just, the Niners, Cowboys, and Chiefs is a rough stretch to have. This three rough three game stretch. True. Um, I don't see a scenario where Philly even really keeps this close. Not unless you know uh, Jalen Hurts is a completely different guy in terms of confidence out there, which I re- which is what I think is really his, his biggest problem. Is he might not look it, he might look stoic a lot, mm-hmm. but I think he's lacking in confidence. Um, I don't imagine this is a game where it's going to come come back to him in droves. So, look for Kansas City to have a bounce back game uh, at Philly's expense. Look for a Pat Mahomes four hundred and ten four touchdown style game. Can't wait! I'm picking the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, we both are. <laughs> the Chiefs are six and a half point favorites. Yep, and I'll pick them to cover. Yeah, it could be sixteen and a half. I'd still pick the Chiefs. I don't know about that. Um, the Arizona Cardinals at the L.A. Rams. I'm picking the Rams to win the game. Okay. Uh, the Rams look very, very good. They're six-point favorites. Yeah. Uh, home, right? Yeah, they're home. Yeah, aren't both these teams undefeated? Yes. Six-point underdog when you're undefeated. Yeah. I feel like it's justified. The Rams have looked really, really good. The Cardinals have looked... I mean, they look good, too, but, like, compared to the Rams, I don't think they're really same level, really, yet. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> but, um, I noticed I said really twice, you know, kind of quick. Yeah. Really. So, uh, I don't know. I picked the Cardinals to cover, right? So, I think they'll keep it within six, but I have the Rams winning. Um, so, I'm with you. I, I also think that the Cardinals are going to cover here, and I'm also picking the Rams. Um, I think that... The Rams, they look unbeatable right now is all. It's not that Arizona's not good. It's just... The Rams look real good. Yeah, I just don't know. Because it's not just their... We talk a lot about Stafford and how well he's playing and how he looks reinvented. But it's the Rams' defense, I think, is stifling. They put mm-hmm. a beating on Tom Brady. And their running game is good. Yeah. So even when Henderson's not in, as we talked about earlier, which we didn't say on the show, but... Which you guys weren't here for. <laughs> you guys weren't around for that. Sony Michelle got a good amount of carries, so it's like they're still committing to the run and also allowing Stafford to be a monster out there. Yeah, and all that without without Cam Akers and without Daryl Henderson. Yeah. What did I say? Oh, Henderson. We well, used to just said Henderson, but yeah. 
Yeah. So San going Francisco. Rams, but we both have Cardinals to cover. The Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers. And I believe the 49ers are three-point favorites at home. The 49ers are three-point favorites at home. I'm going to take the Cardinals. The... And by Cardinals, I mean the other birds. The Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was like having a stroke for a second. I was like, looking really? at Cardinals on your paper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. I'm taking the, the birds. The birds. The, the Seahawks. The other birds. Yeah, the fake birds. The ones um, that don't exist. I am... Also, I'm picking them to cover the Seahawks and to win. Is yeah, that, I think they'll. I think they'll win. Also. Is that both they're, of us? They're one and two, and I just feel like that's not going to sustain. They're, they're going to start yeah. getting some wins here. Yeah, I think so too. Um, the Baltimore Ravens at the Denver Broncos. The Baltimore Ravens are one and a half point underdogs here. Oh, confusing. So I mentioned this before, but the Broncos are they are three and zero, but mm-hmm. their opponents are zero and nine. Oh and nine. Right. That doesn't. That's not to say that you, the the Denver Broncos haven't been playing well. It's just that it seems like it's just the, they've played the Texans, Jets, and Giants. Yeah, the <laughs> level of competition isn't there. Right. So like you're going to get your first dose of actual competition, and by actual competition, that's not to shit on the three teams that they beat. It's just that when you when those three teams that you did beat. None of them have wins yet. It doesn't look great for you being an mm-hmm. undefeated team. I guess. Also, to be fair, who have the Ravens beaten? The Chiefs. Yep, they're one and two. <sighs> I know. <laughs> I know that that's a, that's a thing, but like, but come on, they got beat by the Raiders. They did, but the Raiders are undefeated. Yeah, but they beat the Ravens, who only beat the Chiefs. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? So maybe we're we just not go giving, all day. we're just not giving the Raiders enough credit. The there. Ravens, the the Ravens also almost lost to the to the Lions. They did. Who all like don't have any wins? They don't. But the uh, that being said, I'm going Broncos. Actually, I I picked the Ravens to cover because they're getting points, and I don't know how that works. But I'm <laughs> I'm picking the Broncos to win here because you know what I think Lamar's going to have a hard time with pass rush. You know why? Because he's had a hard time with it all year so far. Yeah. And the Broncos bring it. That's a fair assessment, actually. He has... That man has been running wild all over the field. Mm-hmm. Jump passes and... And poor Lamar. And this was a big problem with Cam Newton throughout his career. He's... As a mobile quarterback who, you know, like 10 to 12 carries a game, he gets whacked after plays. Yep. And 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 I, I heard a, an interesting thought about it on um, the radio this morning. And it's because... He carries the ball so much. He almost has to get running back style uh, love. Like, yeah, running backs are getting knocked around all the time. They're running backs that are constantly carrying the ball. So when you're a guy that gets ten to twelve carries a game, they can't get late because you're, just because you're the quarterback, they can't give you late hits every game. Right. Or every time you carry the ball, you're going to be down the field in two seconds from all the from all the roughing the passers or all the unnecessary roughness calls. Right. So like Lamar Jackson's getting the running back treatment, which might seem unfair, but he is getting whacked a lot, which is a problem with Cam Newton. I I want to make a comparison here, and you tell me if this is fair or unfair. Um, 2021 Broncos equals 2009 New York Jets. They play a very boring type of football. This is the Mark Sanchez Jets? Yes. It's the rookie Mark Sanchez, rookie Rex Ryan. They went to the AFC Championship game. Uh, The reason why I say this is because, to me, they've played very similar style football where it's it's defense... It's defense oriented, right? They don't have a Darrell Revis on the on the on the or uh, the Broncos, sorry. Yeah. But their pass rush is good. Their defense is just overall pretty solid. Uh, their offensive line is pretty good, 
and they run really, really well. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater is at this this point, and I don't. I hate like game manager sounds like I'm I'm insulting him. Yeah. But he's just he's not turning over the football. Mm-hmm. He is he, he's just making the throws that are in front of him. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. he's he's taking what the the defense is giving him and I feel like that type of football is winning football. I think it's and I think that you think that it's a it's almost an insult because recently we've gotten so used to quarterbacks playing hero ball yeah. that when a quarterback is a lot less concerned about stats and making plays downfield and just trying to be mm-hmm. efficient and get first downs that lead to touchdowns, mm-hmm. we think of that as being a lesser quarterback. But right. Teddy Bridgewater is being very efficient. Brad will like what we're saying here. Because he will. He absolutely yeah, will. We love Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I said we, but I don't know. If oh, I will. like Teddy Bridgewater. But I but I love Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback. I think he's always been efficient. He's always been a good passer. He just he's never had the opportunity really to do it for long anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll I'll be honest. I, I thought that it might have been a little bit on the backside for him in Carolina. Mm-hmm. But Teddy Bridgewater was the last time I even was able to stand the Minnesota Vikings. So, yeah. uh, I I do I do. And like he came him. in, and people may may or may not remember, but he did come in for an injured Drew Brees, and he actually yeah. I believe he went five and zero with the Saints. Yeah, he didn't lose. That's how he got his job with the Panthers. Panthers. I was forgetting the timeline there for a second. I got you. Buddy. Um, but yeah, you're at, that's a great comparison to that. Excuse me to that Jets team. Um, we have the Steelers at the Packers. Oh, to be clear, I picked the Ravens. Rigney picked the Broncos in that game. Yes, this is the fourth week in a row I picked the Broncos. <laughs> well, well, you've been right to this point, so we'll see. Um, Steelers at the Packers. I think this is going to be Packers. The Steelers look the Murph Bowl bad. Steelers look bad. Yeah, they don't look great. I don't know. Did you see the video of Ben Roethlisberger falling over nothing in the backfield? I saw him throw an interception and try to dive at a guy and just look ridiculous. No, this is this this is him moving out of the pocket, maybe six yards, and then he like stumbled and fell over nothing, and then just chucked the ball. I'll I'll show it to you. It's the funniest thing I've seen all week. Oh well, I think it's I think it's about that time for Roethlisberger. He's had a great career, but it just doesn't seem like. The, he looks like he's at this hump that he's just not going to get over. Can I say something controversial? Sure. It was about this time for Roethlisberger last year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I, I think th- he should have retired after last year. I just think bringing him back, they had hope that he was going to sort of tap into this younger version, maybe just a little bit, and yeah. it just it hasn't happened. I will say, though, his receivers haven't helped him out much. No, and not, not even in the sense that now that Deontay Johnson's hurt, but also Juju just got hurt, but also the Steelers lead the league in wide receiver drops. Ooh, that's rough, too. Yeah. Um uh, so the Packers are six and a half point favorites at home here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm picking them to cover and to win. Samesies. Okay. Uh, the Packers are, you know, they did. I love, I love all the videos of Packers fans in San Francisco in their stadium, and it's like, and it's like a dude who posted a Snapchat, and it's like, look at them all celebrating with 37 seconds left, and it's just a Packers <laughs> fan and all the Niners fans behind him celebrating. Like they have no idea yeah. who's on the other side. You of have the field. no clue what's about to happen here. I love that Packers fans were still that confident with. The shakiness of the season so far for the Packers. Yeah. Still confident that with 37 seconds left, Aaron Rodgers was bringing them back down the field to win this game. I love it. They even purposefully did not call, like San Fran, did not call timeouts. 
in the, in that last drive. Like I was watching it here with you. And yeah, Shanahan can get he's cocky, man. Well, yeah, I'm just saying they they did that purposefully to not leave as much time on the clock. Right? They knew they were going to score a touchdown. Oh, I thought you were saying they didn't use timeouts. Well, they wouldn't have anyway. I was misunderstanding. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that the 49ers purposely didn't use timeouts to leave less time on the clock for Rodgers, and he still he still did it. It's wild. Um, yeah, Next game. That's true. The the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New England Patriots. This is the big one. This going to be a butt whooping. Uh, is, people I, are trying to people are trying to build this up like it's some sort of like heavyweight versus heavyweight. That's not type. No, it's not even close to that. I mean, the Saints destroyed the the pan, uh, the Patriots last week. Um, yeah, and the Saints don't have as good a defense as the Buccaneers have. No, and, and they don't have anywhere close to the good as good of an offense. No, it's um, not even close. This, I mean, this is the big one simply because it's Brady's return to uh, Foxborough. Yeah, and that's not going to be good. It's very understated. This is also Gronk's return, mm-hmm. right? Gronk hasn't been back yet. There, it's going to two tutty Gronk day. Two tutties for two, Gronk. Two tutty Gronk day. Two I'll probably end up Gronk. watching the end of this game here with you yeah. as we record our Sunday it's, recap. Yeah. And that'll be fun to watch uh, Gronk score a couple touchdowns. Yeah, because by the time we finish the episode, the Bucks are going to be winning 38-10, to 10, so... Oh, is that what you had down? No, I didn't. I no. had I had uh the I had uh the Bucks winning forty one to fourteen. I have the Bucks winning twenty four to ten. Okay, not as many points yeah, as I thought. A lot more timid. I have the Kansas City Chiefs scoring the most points this week. Um the Las Vegas Raiders, I almost said mm-hmm. Oakland again. At the LA Chargers. Raiders, their second Monday night game so far. Yeah. In four weeks. Almost as if the NFL knew they were going to be undefeated at this point. Weird. It's rigged. No, I'm just kidding. You need to play like X-Files music. Um, I'm surprised. I don't know why the NFL just doesn't. Like last year, or at least during COVID anyway, maybe not so much. I don't know if it was, was, it was directly because of COVID. But I think they used COVID as an excuse a lot to flex bad teams at a primetime games last year and mm-hmm. flex in good games. They should do that every Thursday. I was just going to say, so if if you use COVID as an excuse last year because teams had players test positive and they needed that three extra days or whatever, mm-hmm. it just so happened that a bad team had players test positive so you could flex them out of a primetime game, so you could flex them a good game. Um, no, they can't do it with Thursday. Though. That's, that's cursing. No, maybe not Thursday. But I guess but what the, I'm Sunday is, night game is the yeah, one that makes So sense. what I'm saying is... If you could do that last year, why don't you just flex out bad teams or bad games now and be like, um, I don't know, come up with some BS excuse to flex. <clears> which one games. of these? Which one of these? Oh, hold on. Let's go through our picks real quick. I think um, I have the Raiders winning. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have. I lied. I lied to you. I have the. I have the Chargers winning and the Raiders covering. I have the Chargers winning and the Chargers covering. We both have the Bucks winning and covering as well. Yes. Oh yeah, I didn't feel like I needed to explain that. No, I said I it was going to be a butt. Whooping. We both said it was going to be a massacre, but um, yeah. So, which one of these Sunday games would you like to see flexed instead of the Patriots Bucks game? Um, like which well, one do you honestly, think is going to be? I, the... I like that that's the Sunday night game. Well, yeah, so everybody can watch the massacre in New England. But well, no, because it's the it's Brady's return. I don't care so much about the Patriots losing as much as I do seeing Brady opposite Belichick. No, that'll be cool. I understand that. That'll be fine. But I'm saying, as far as like competitive matchup, which one do you want to see the most? Um, I would like to see the the Browns at the Vikings. 
You think that's going to be the most competitive matchup? Yes. Yeah? I think it's going to be Cardinals-Rams. That's a good one, too. I think that would be a fantastic one to watch. And we probably will get it on Sunday night or Monday night one of these weeks. Um, yeah, because they play each other twice a year. I almost said Chiefs at Eagles because while I don't think the Eagles are going to win this game, there's the potential there that this could end up a 38-31 or 38-28 game. And there's some fireworks. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be a cool game to watch if you're not an Eagles fan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. The best option is probably Cardinals at Rams. I'm actually going to change my pick to Titans at Jets only because <laughs> they talk about the Jets every primetime game anyway. Might as well put them on there. Yeah. Oh, man. It, isn't it? It's so funny that, like, when, you're, when your team is bad or, like, when, you, when you, something bad is happening with your team, it just seems like that's all you hear about is how bad they are. How bad they are. Because, like,. They are terrible, though. So it's compounded. Like this morning, obviously, the Eagles lost on primetime football Monday night. So Mm -hmm. obviously, that's what they were going to talk about all this morning. Yeah. But it was like, I swear, at one point, they went, they were just going in on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, which is fine. We deserve it. And then they jumped to, which was also sort of, you know, salt in the wound, the Yankees sweeping the Red Sox over the weekend. Yeah. I'm like... Something about something. Okay, I'm done listening to the radio this morning. Yeah, well, and that was they, your first mistake. And then they stopped. <laughs> they stopped talking about that because they made a point that brought them back to the Cowboys Eagles game, and they started trashing the Eagles again. And I'm like, why am I listening? Why am I listening to the radio? Yeah, that's rough. Buddy. Oh man, yeah, it's bad. But I hate it. um, the. Who do you have this week in fantasy? Sorry, I just had a, my brain. Like who am I facing? Yeah, my brain just completely stopped working for a second. There. I'm facing Murph. Oh yeah, you said that. Um, so you're playing Murph, mm-hmm. and Derrick Henry is playing the Jets. Mm-hmm. The Tennessee Derrick Henrys are playing the Jets. Mm-hmm. And then the and then also Sunday is the Murph Bowl. The Steelers Murph's dad is a Steelers fan. At the Packers, Murph's a Packers fan. Yes. Uh, I say that like it matters. I don't think either one of them ever cares about it like that. Um, I would care. I would too. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I would shit talk my dad if I mean they were playing each other or if our teams were playing each other on. Right. That was a weird gesture to make, but no, that's fine. People <laughs> do that all the time. They can't tell what we're doing, but it's totally not weird. Mm-hmm. Anyways, well, yeah. you got our picks. There they are. Come back um, Monday morning. No, oh, no, you'll hear from us again on Friday. Um, but on Monday morning, you'll hear about how bad our, our teams are mm-hmm. again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Friday's show will not be about football, so if you don't want football, then you you can't hear yeah. this because it's a minute left after a football I have some, show. I have some <laughs> thought-provoking questions to ask Rigney, so come hear him. Do you? I do. I have one right now. I can't. I want to think about a provoking I, no, no, question. No, no, I have to ask it to you then. I can't. No, I know. I don't want you to. Th- I don't want you to have three days to think about it. All right, fine. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Guys, I don't want to keep harping, but we want some suggestions for the 100th episode. It's coming up. Ooh, we could play harps. This is episode 92. Come on, guys. Don't let us decide. It'll be something silly. Yeah, it'll be like the guys eat bagels with their toes, and that's insane. I'm not that flexible, dude. I've gotten there. Oh, man. Not even close. All right. <laughs> Listen, come interact with us on Twitters. Uh, I know you guys saw me... In my misery last night, but feel free to make some jabs when you see me in my misery on Twitter. Yeah. I was so in misery that I was accidentally tweeting on the show's Twitter and not my own. Did you? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I did it like I twice. Catch that. Uh, one of the in the one it was it said, uh, "Stop celebrating, idiots! You're losing by twenty. Get back in the ball or something <laughs> like that." 
<laughs> That's good stuff. All right, guys. We will, uh, you know, Friday. Yeah. Thanks for listening, homies. See ya.